Yes, it is time to find all the weekend winners on Gators Game Plan. And if you've been following Gators Game Plan over the last few weeks, we've been uh, doing very well indeed. Uh, we've been very close around the mark with the parlays, but uh, the Night Watchman, uh, I think we need to almost promote him to open a Gator because the Night Watchman has been doing unbelievably well. No, they're having a good run. I just I was trying to find this text from someone who sent... Uh, they said, with this last in Sydney, am I, there it is. I, I, I think my profit's about 5,000%. <laughs> uh, that's, good. that's good feedback. Um, mine's not that. But uh, anyway, uh, as I say, if you, if you win early and win late, um, that's a great script because you get to play with their money and, and then late you can't give it back. So I like the scenario. Let's hope we can stick with it. Uh, that is exactly right. So, you know, you know what, uh, just for drama and the build-up, I'm going to keep the <laughs> night watchman this week to the last uh, that we look at. Um, let's start with the captain of the team. Uh, who's your linchpin key player? Yeah, well, I think he's a really good mare in race four, and her name's running by. I thought her first up run was terrific against South of Houston. He's a pretty handy sort of sprinter and can run time from the front, and this girl ran in a really strong last 600 figure, and... Uh, she was the best closer in a Benigo Guinea second up last prep. And here she is in the Phillies in there, 78. So, she, look, there's a fair chance she's just better than them. Um, look, it's a pretty thin card, isn't it? I think five benchmark 70s uh, and, and I think six benchmark 78s in Sydney. So that's the way our great sport has evolved, um, sort of diluted down. But there's definitely 20 winners between the two states. So um, we'll do our best to find them. Yep, so running by race four, you can currently get around about $2.30. It's the, the linchpin, the key player of the weekend. Um, uh, <laughs> you alluded to the fact that we've come out of the spring carnival into benchmark summer racing, uh, so there could have been any number of the long division races, I would imagine. Gator, which race have you landed on? Yeah, look, I like the sense of humour. Uh, it's... Uh racing victoria when they put these races <laughs> the 10th race generally the hardest race on the planet for that weekend um and they've done it again caulfield race 10 that benchmark 84 is look it's, it's a pretty good race but i don't know where to start or finish with it um my eighth top rated runner's prancing spirit who's absolutely airborne um my top rated runner's prowling uh who comes back to 84 grade after a couple of good runs in stakes grade um, you've got Maximilius resuming. I'm not sure where Soho fini- uh, starts or finishes. Kin is kin. You know, Elkington Road's not one of mine, but trial great. Baldino's flying. Uh, it's it's near impossible. We're wide in the quaddy, um, but that was more than long division. That was Pythagoras sort of areas. She was. Uh, who did you end up landing with in that race? Look, I can only have one on top, and, and that's Prowling. Look, he's come back pretty well, I think. He was good against the pattern first up. Plus 1100s, a little bit sharp for him as a rule, and his Dubton stakes on was quite good. Look, he wasn't as good as Aridente and Showmanship, but they're pretty handy. Uh, but what he did do was find the line well. Comes back and notch here to 84 class, and um, as I say, he's on top, uh, but a few for the quad. What would you What would you do with Kin if it gets into the race from that barrier draw? Look, she'll go in. Um, I don't mind drawing wide Caulfield sprint races. It's only one turn, as long as it's not a, an on-pace inside pattern, which we've seen a little bit of late, in fairness. Um, she doesn't want that. But uh, she'll be off speed from that draw outside and charging home. And that's not a bad recipe for her. Some of her best runs have been when she's been able uh, to get that sort of run. Um, but she's relying on a track pattern. She's relying on tempo, maybe off the inside by race 500. And uh, she can win. 
Who's your D-Day horse this week? Gee, it's, uh, I found it a bit of a challenge with the D-Day. A lot of them resuming, um, of course, trying to avoid the carnival time and, and strike with decent prize money in low benchmark races. Race 8, number 6, Helix. Look, I gave him a good hope at Slimington last time. I was nervous about the wide draw and the 1600, but we'll never know if he runs the trip because he was 4 and 5 wide the entire way. I thought he held on all right. Go back a couple of runs, he's, he's winning from the front uh, over 1,400. I think Jamie Carr, who loves to ride them positively, will try and lead on him. He can give us a great side. He's around double-figure odds. and uh, But I think it's time to stand up and hence made him uh, the D-Day horse. So that's race eight, number six, Helix, uh, J-Car on board. Um, there's a f- this is another open race, Gator. There's a few in here. I spoke to Nick Ryan earlier in a week. He gave a good push for his beset, who's got that good form line behind Jimmy the Star. That yeah, was a good run last time, wasn't it? He was only second up in that, probably that key lead-up race. Um, you'd have to say Heath Hanson was a better run, um, beat him home without much luck. But... He's beset was only second up, as I say. So there's room to improve. He's handsome, actually meets he's beset two and a half kilos better for beating him. So, um, he, look, I have to have him ahead of he's beset in the pecking order. But if it was that easy, you know, I'd be a trillionaire. Which race um, have you made as your, your highlight race? And we don't look over to the west for this, so it, no. it won't be Ollie's farewell. It's just Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah, no, out of the Melbourne-Sydney, um, look, I'm not sure we could call it a highlight. Webster's Dictionary uh, <laughs> defines highlight. At, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we love the great game. There's an open handicap on the card. So, wow, um, it's race nine, so I guess that's it. Uh, Dubai Poet, Aridente, Terrific First Art, Pesquero, Gravina and Co. Good little race. Uh, I thought Dubai Poet could give you a sight here with the blinkers back on. Was on speed in a run-ons race last time. Aridente couldn't have run much better first up. It's a big danger. Happy to back them both, nine and eight, in race nine at Caulfield. What are your thoughts on Beretta first up? Uh, liked the jump out. Um, easy benchmark 64 win, fresh last prep. Won three or four first up this, this horse. So certainly in the mix, uh, I thought they could have picked out one of the benchmark races <laughs> since there's a trillion mm. of them, but they've gone the open handicap. But I guess it does get the weight relief, you know, going into that sort of grade. So um, certainly not out of it and, and, yeah, in the mix. All right. Now, drum roll. Uh, Mikey, have you got a drum roll there ready to go? Because this Night Watchman... Um I'm trying to think back in the day, who's the best Night Watchman we've seen? Uh, old Swerve and Mervyn used to try and do his best. Um we could make Bruce Reed like in there. The night watch well, well, 99, I think he was. Yeah, yeah I think he got yeah. caught yep. caught in the outfield. So uh, there's been some good night watchmen, but none better than David Gately's. Who is the <laughs> night watchman this week? All righty, race 10, uh, Ramwick. horse called Contemporary, who his first two runs this prep were terrific, I thought, uh, against a moderate tempo, really on pace for the races. Thought he was ready to win last time, but struck a really heavy track out of off-season. Back onto dry... And um, yeah, surprised they went up seven and a half, eight dollars tab early. He's been tightening a little bit, I know. Um, but race ten, number ten, contemporary. We'll uh, we'll have the pads on uh, just in case something goes wrong. I like it. Uh, race ten, number ten, the Blue Army. You can get five dollars at the moment for contemporary. Uh, uh, the SMS machines um, in and out today, Gator. We're still having a few technical issues, but uh, one that has come through is, uh, hey Gator, um, we. 
made Jambalaya a good thing on debut. Is it the Lynch at Caulfield at $1.95? Uh, Jay Carr on board again uh, in race number seven? Look, I don't think um, could have won any better first up. I probably could have. But uh, looked to be rolling along at a decent speed. The sectionals don't really back that up. She seemed to get away with, so he did, a reasonably easy first 600, but ran a real quality uh, last 600 figure. The horse that he beat, she, uh, she's bulletproof, went to mornings and on Wednesday and won. There were gaps behind. Look really hard to beat. I'm a bit of a ginger and pink fan, though, and I just thought at the price differential... Uh, I think it was five or five and a half against near even money. I went with Ginger and Pink at the price over Jim Belayev, but look, they're both in the quaddy and both hard to beat. Sounds like one of the drinks you like as well. Uh, so Ginger and Pink, <laughs> race number seven. Uh, a little earlier in the day, um, Lumbra Lad's been very well back from the Patrick Payne stable. Uh, it's only a smallish field over the 2,400 metres, but gee, pretty much every runner in the race is given a chance. Yeah, this is that sort of day, isn't it? Um, and certainly that race is, is one of those. I like the seven-day turnaround. It's interesting going into the second of one last week. I kept just saying, I think one more run, I think one more run. And that's how it turned out. I mean, he loomed to win the race. Um, mm. He joined in at the 200, but that just didn't quite finish it off. And that's a fitness thing. He's three for three at 2,400 and his two 2,500-metre runs have been excellent. So it gets that weight relief as well into a benchmark 100, happily on top. I've got a bit of time for um, Foolproof, who is, of uh, course, the youngest brother or relation to Ain't No Deal Done. Gee, I, I love the way he finished that race off at the Valley. He's a 360 favourite in race three. Do you uh, like him on Saturday? Yeah, good win, good horse, I think. He's, I think he's better than benchmark 70 grade, so he's picked the right day. Uh, just missed first up, terrific win at the Valley from the back. Only start number four. He's now two for two at the mile. And really, there was some substance on the clock to the last start uh, win. And the one he beat, uh, Simeon, although it's only won one race, has run well in three-old open grade, that horse. So, uh, look, um, again, I've been drawn in by the price here. It's a bit of a theme of the day. But Montefiore went up $11, and I thought it was excellent mm. last time in a fast-run race. And... Um, I just I just lent that way at the double figure odds over foolproof. But again, look, I'm happy to back them both. I'll play some Quinellas and hopefully make some money on the race. Is it a similar scenario for you with Is It Me um, in race number five? Uh, got the top weight, but Celine Gaudry takes some weight off. Three dollar forty favourite. Uh, yeah, one of the uh, one of the benchmark seventies in benchmark seventyville. That's really tough. Race, um, I'm tipping is it me on top. Just through the wrong spot at Bendigo. That was a good, strong win, I thought, at Cram. And beating a handy one in Bel Air. Back to 1,200 is okay. Um, I'm just leaning his way. A couple of the dangers, um, you can certainly make a good case. You know, and again, that's the theme of the day. But is it me on top? Geez, a good spruik about Amazing Eagle in the two-year-old in Sydney, isn't there, Gator? You've been wow. impressed with what you've seen. It's into $1.55. There was some trial. I mean, the margin was significant, but look, the times in trial, some rave about them and, and some not so effusive. I'm in the latter camp, but there's no right or wrong. Do, you do whatever you want to find a winner. Uh, but uh, it was clearly the fastest time in the morning and the margin was some seven and a half lengths. So impossible not to like what you saw. Um, will it translate to game day? Some do, some don't. So we'll certainly know straight after the race, but happily tipped on top. Uh, gee, uh, Kerwin's Lane's a horse that just 
runs well in big races like it did last week, but it's finding it very hard to win. Um, what are your thoughts about it in race seven at Randwick? It's a $5 favourite. It's a good little race, that. Again, that's the, the two, one of the two open handicaps on the, on the day out of the 20 races. And um, I think Kerwin Lane is going well. He, he was good in Ingham. It was a strong race this year with the $2 million purse and comes back and notched to open grade. Up to 61 kilos is his challenge because he's not necessarily a pick-up and quicken horse, but he's, um, you know, it's tough to accelerate with weight, which we say all the time, sort of basic physics there. And uh, he's got a good mile record. Look, he's in the quaddy fourth pick. Uh, one other runner in Sydney I want to ask you about. A squad who we've seen down in Melbourne first up for the Hawks camp and I think they've got a, a bit of a wrap on it. What do you make of its chances in race nine? Good try, good jump out. Led won a 64 race fresh last prep, then went to a 70 race and won again. Uh, been uh, Went after three or four runs at a thousand and was close up in a good race in the miss. So it's a really good case. Um, time to Boogie's also a really good fresh horse and a good 1,000-metre horse. So not a lot between those two. I went three over four, so time to Boogie over squad. But again, um, splitting hairs, those two. Yeah. Um, it's race number nine, the, the last of the day here at Ascot on Saturday. So I'm not sure. Have you got to the Damien Oliver gold rush as yet? Oh, look, I haven't yet, but, um, you know, I've got through Adelaide. I'm getting through Eagle Farm, and they've gone to 10 races as well, so that's good. Um, so I will get there, but um, <laughs> and certainly, and certainly looking forward to the, um, the theatre of, of the race meeting. Um, and I know uh, the caller over there, Darren McCullough, will, will smash it. He's, he's great to listen to and makes our sport better. He is just a legend. Uh, all right, Gator, that means uh, all that is remaining is the world-famous parlay. Where are we going this weekend? All righty. First and two seconds last week, so knocking mm. on the door. Still a good, well and truly, you know, in front of healthy balance. Let's hope we can boost that to over four large this week and uh, into Christmas for some spending money. Not that I'm buying anyone a present, but I can buy myself one. Parlay 2-3, <laughs> win. Race 4, number 8, running by... Into race six, number seven, Blue Moon. Into race seven, number 12, Ginger and Pink. I love it, Gator. Race four, running by. Race six, Blue Moon. Race seven, Ginger Pink. And uh, there's a, a little bit of odds about those as well. So if we can get mm. at least two of them up, we're going to get a nice um, dividend. And if all three salute, uh, it's going to be an extended summer break for everyone. Uh, so, Gator, <laughs> you enjoy your weekend. Speaking of a summer break, you're going to take Monday off. We'll see you next Thursday uh, as we build up to the weekend winners.